Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I want my land. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the And yes, this is the greatest little country in the world, according to Baza McKenzie. That was uh, the opening to Showreel, our uh, look at Australian film in uh, at 3CR, in 3CR land. You can um, now go to podcasts if you're not uh, here, uh, able to listen on the day, on uh, Thursday at 11am to Showreel. We're now uh, podcasting, so uh, all you need to do is go to the website, 3CR's website, and have a look at the podcast lists, and you'll be able to hear what uh, is being said on uh, Showreel about Australian film. Today we're, oh, before we go on, I should remind you that uh, 3CR's Radiothon is coming up. That starts on June the 1st, goes to the 14th. So uh, uh, listen and ring and uh, support your favourite shows. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, uh, today we're going to have a look at something that's coming out of the classic cinemas. Classic cinema down in Alstonwick and the cameo up in... uh, uh, up in the hills. It's, uh, they're showcasing Australian film focus things and uh, the focus is on these uh, recently uh, uh, made and uh, now being released Australian films and the last week we talk, uh, talked about One-Eyed Girl with uh, one of the main actresses and uh, that was Tilda. She's um, the One-Eyed Girl that's going to open on the 30th of April at the Classic and uh, later on um, is Sunday, which is opening on May the 2nd, followed by uh, Touch, which is going to be opening on the 21st of May. So good on the classic for focusing on recently released Australian films. Today we're going to have a chat with Dustin Clare and Camilla Keenan, who uh, are the uh, writers, co-producers and uh, performers in this uh, a New Zealand Australian co-production called Sunday, which is going to be uh, opening at the Classic on May the second. So let's have a chat with Dustin and Camilla about their wonderful film Sunday. Well, thank you for coming into Three CR Studio for Showreel, and uh, in the studio I've got Dustin Clare and Camille Keenan, who are both co-writers and producers and performers in uh, the film that's going to come out very soon, May the 2nd, Sunday. So how, how did this film come about? Um, it kind of eventuated from... Uh, um, we were in New Zealand at the time. I was working on a series, American series over there, and uh, I had a really sleepless night because I had this idea percolating in my head and 
I sort of the next morning I sort of pitched it to Camille and she really thought it was a good idea and we pitched it to Ryan and Michelle who's the director and the um, DOP on the film and then we just started writing from there sort of a, a three-month process of writing the script. Dustin always remembers that I I just sort of went, yeah, that's a great idea. I love it. Let's do it. I kind of actually just saw it sounded a bit crazy and um, ambitious, but um, that sort of fit with with how things were going anyway. So um, we just went along with it and, yeah. And what people have to realise is that um, the little sounds that we're hearing in the background is actually the little critter that wasn't alive when this, <laughs> well, was alive, was, was percolating in your belly. So you guys decided to make a film... You're very accomplished actors. You've got great CVs. You decided you're going to make a film around the baby that hasn't arrived yet. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Slightly, yeah. slightly <laughs> mad. You know, we were naive. We were young and naive. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, uh, Darcy's three, so it's yeah. obviously taken quite a while yeah, yeah, yeah. for well. this to actually percolate and come to fruition. Yeah, well, it's it w- taken a while, but then you meet other filmmakers and they were developing their script for up to 10 years, you yeah. know, before they actually made the film. So in that sense, from start to finish, like I think we probably averaged out a little bit quicker than most films. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I, it's also a self-financing thing. I mean, the, the film's all self-financed. So at times, you know, you have the ability to to kind of push on to the next step and at times you have to wait and find that, that those pieces of money. It's not all there to start with, you know. Um, so, you know, it, was un, uh, it wasn't traditional in... in, in, uh, in in a sense. Now, well, the thing that's interesting, uh, one of the things that's interesting about the film, I mean, we'll talk about the film itself, but um, which I uh, found ex- extremely uh, uh, well-paced, beautifully shot, mm-hmm. nicely acted. It makes a lot of sense that you guys knew each other pretty well, I have to say. <laughs> it, yeah. made you go- it made you both look really, really um, glamorous. You you look really nice, you know. Like oh, we're, I was you. deeply involved in your love story. No, oh, thank oh, you, thanks. thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had very strong responses from audience, and people go away as couples talking about the themes in the film, and that's you know that's why we made it. We this is a film where we want conversations and ideas and themes to be to be debated and talked about long after you know people have seen the film. And it, it's about it's it's actually about um, things that uh, often couples. Uh, it's about power balances, actually power balances within a relationship, and that it's not just about love. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a. It's not a Hollywood film. It's a, it's a. It's a real film. There's there's real issues and um, real real um, themes that we're dealing with. You know that that are. It's not a Hollywood love story. That's for sure. Yeah, and that's why you've said it in your hometown. It's not my hometown, but I do have family there. Um, Michelle and Ryan are from Christchurch. That's right. And, of course, it's in a bit rebuilding phase. So that's perfect yes. sort of uh, metaphor. Uh, metaphor. Yeah. yeah, something that's, that's right. kind of destroyed and broken and trying to rebuild itself. And there's all this hope and potential around the, the rebuilding of that city. And that was the metaphor for the relationship. Yeah, of course. Now, the thing, uh, one of the things that's uh, fascinating is this collaboration that you you have with... Uh, Joy uh, Michelle Joy Lloyd, and now this is her first uh, role as a director. But Mm -hmm. she she is part of this uh, really fascinating um, uh, online. uh, uh, What's it called? Sharing. What is it? Stray Cinema. Stray Cinema. Yeah. It was sort of um, back when she was doing that. It was about 
um, shooting some footage and getting everyone around the world to have a go at editing and putting their own film together from that and then sort of doing a festival in, in different cities around Isn't that. Isn't fantastic? Yeah, yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a brilliant idea. Yeah, so, unfortunately, I think it's sort of um, reached its um, finish now. But, I mean, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great initiative. I think it got a good response. Now, the interesting thing about it is, I guess, that um, and it leads into this uh, incredibly modern approach that's been taken in terms of the distribution of Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, is that uh, her experiment online like that actually, in a funny kind of way, proves that uh, professional uh, filmmakers and actors, etc., aren't out of a job, even though people out there, the audience, could make their own. Yeah, I mean, I guess we have a lot of experience um, within the industry and, you know, have worked in it and it was kind of, we were at that point where it was like, we wanted to make something and and tell our own story instead of just telling other people's stories all the time, but contribute to the the stories of our generation, um, essentially. Um, Yeah. But you're right, everyone does have the technology these days to be able to make their own um, films if they want to do that. I guess if they wanted a, to. If they want to, yeah. It's about if you want to watch it, I suppose. Yeah, um, <laughs> in the end. Which now gets us to the distribution, isn't it? Because, I mean, uh, there's this really rad thing that you guys are doing, uh, uh, distributing the film on various platforms at the same time, mm-hmm. on the same date. Uh, now, many listeners may not realise this, but uh, when people make films, they have contractual arrangements regarding the theatrical release and all the rest of it. Now, there's a reason for why you guys have decided that you're going to... It's, it's, it, it, it was opened in New Zealand on multi-platforms, but you're even mm-hmm. doing... You're raising the bar with the Australian mm-hmm. uh, version. So can you explain what's going on? Yeah, well, um, we are releasing across um, 19 screens theatrically in Australia in, uh, in four or five different states, and we're also releasing on Stan at the same time. Um, the the streaming service uh, and also on VOD so iTunes, uh, Dendi Direct, Fetch TV, Google Play, a whole raft of uh, of platforms um, and DVD all at the same time. So this is a real response to piracy and the negative debate around piracy at at this point in time. And we're sort of trying to turn that on its head and say, well, if you give the audience access to your film at a fair and reasonable price on whatever platform they want that they will actually go out and, and pay for it. And it's it's not about criminalising people going out trying to find their content and look for their, find their movies and watch them. It's actually giving them access to it. It's giving the audience the power back instead of um, holding back material from them, content, films, TV. It's actually giving them access to it and they will pay for it. Yeah, and you're also also extending its um, where it can be seen because you're also doing Tug, which is uh, opening it to the US. Yeah, so we had um, we have screenings um, with Tug um, out of the US, and so if people in the states want to see it, they can um, be a part of that. Um, I guess it's it's a crowd campaign, so it's it's about people coming in with Tug and saying we want to see it. We're going to put it on at this cinema. And, um, you know, come along and see it. Now, now the thing is that um, uh, you have to, as producers, uh, you have to negotiate these deals with these various yes. uh, outlets. How long, uh, you know, that must have been part of your strategic plan. Well, yeah, I mean, it was kind of, we, I hadn't done that before, and Michelle and I, and it was sort of about, you know, literally me getting on the phones and ringing people. And we had people like iTunes track us down and say, 
oh, we want to be a part of this release. We've heard about it and what you guys are doing in New Zealand and we want to be a part of it. And so they came on board and they were one of our platforms and, um, and that's sort of really unheard of, iTunes tracking you down. It's always the other way. And then, you know, they're, they're involved in our, our release in Australia. So they've been really supportive and positive and, and helped um, give us some, some placement on, on, um, on the platform as well. Um, so along the, you're, you're the guinea pigs? Yeah, we're definitely the guinea pigs. I mean, we've taken on all the financial risk with the film. and <laughs> that's, that's, That sounds like I just... <laughs> well, yeah, no, we, we have. So, I mean, what, what happens is that we can then choose how we want to distribute it as well. You know, instead of handing it over to someone else to hope they do a good job, we really are um, taking on that responsibility and, and being the guinea pigs in this kind of new wave of distribution. It was successful in New Zealand, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah we, um, we had some great reviews out in New Zealand, which was really positive. Um, so we hope, you know, we, we hope to repeat that process over here in Australia and hopefully, um, you know, get an audience to connect with it because it's a really important film in terms of um, a story about relationships and conversations and um, it's very much in the vein of if you like before sunrise before sunset the christian uh, the richard linklater series then i think you'll have a really strong connection to this film as well mm. and before i uh let you go you guys uh i mean spartacus to sunday these mm. are this is a big sort of leap for example Dustin. what's what's yeah. it like to be in control well yeah that's why you're doing it because you're having some creative control yeah as opposed to just telling other people's stories all the time you're getting to tell some of your your own stories and and it's about um, having yeah some creative control over over your um, your stories. And Camilla, you, you, I mean you yourself, you you've done a quite a you, you're New Zealand, but you came and you you made a big uh, impression on the Australian acting scene, really, didn't you? You got well. My background is working collabor- collaboratively and in an independent scene in New Zealand, so that's kind of where I'm most comfortable. And this was just sort of a natural thing to kind of go back to for me. Well, people will remember you from Rush. They'll remember you from uh, some some one of the Underbelly series in the Australian... Squizzy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, did you... Um, this is your first uh, chance at writing and uh, producing. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the same for you, isn't it, Dustin? Uh, on features, yeah. This is my first time. I've made a lot of shorts as a, as a writer-producer, but not, this is my first feature as a writer-producer. What's that like? It's great. I mean, if you could work that way all the time, you would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're expecting more movies from you guys. In this boat, <laughs> well, we'd love to make another one for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So you're now looking for kindergartens for Darcy, and nothing will stop you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for coming Darcy, in and sharing this. Thank you. Bye. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. And you're on Showreel with Annie and uh, we're talking Australian film and... uh, we're focusing on a, a series of films that are going to be shown at the classic uh, 
Cinema in uh, Elston Week and uh, also the cameo. Now, uh, as I said last week, we talked to uh, Tilda, who was playing in The uh, One-Eyed Girl, which is a uh, film about um, a doomsday cult. Very interesting film. And uh, it's going to open tonight, actually. Uh, We've got a couple of uh, tickets uh, for people. These are... uh, 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 two for one, you buy a ticket and uh, the other one goes in free. So if you're interested in uh, getting a ticket to The One-Eyed Girl, then you should give us a call on 94198377. That's 94198377. We've just been talking to Dustin Clare and Camille Keenan, who were the uh, writers and co-producers and actors in the film Sunday. That's going to open at the Classic uh, on May the 2nd. So uh, the other film, that uh, one of the other films that's going to be shown, which is now being released, is called Touch, but that's going to be opening on the 21st of May. And uh, we had a chance to talk to Matt Day. Now, Matt Day is a very well-known Australian actor, so I got to talk a little bit about the mystery touch, but also a little bit about his... Uh, acting career. So let's have a chat with Matt Day. Oh well, let's go back. Let's go back in your acting career to uh, St Martin's in South Yarra. That's a long time ago. That is a long time ago. That's like, um, when was it, almost 30 years? (laughs) 25 (laughs) years ago? Well you kept your handsome good looks. Oh thank you very much. You've obviously spoken to a lot of actors before. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, St Martin's was a uh, real crucible for a, a lot of acting talent, isn't, wasn't it? I mean, I'm old enough to know this. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a couple of other guys on you who are a bit older than me who were there when I was there in the scene. Like Noah Taylor was there and, um, and also uh, Daniel Pollock who is a terrific actor. Oh, yeah, lovely. He was in Romper Stomper. In Romper Stomper, yeah. And I'd have to say, I actually, funnily enough, thought that movie was his movie. Yeah, well, he was pretty amazing in it. I mean, he he actually was living with me. He was staying with me when he was preparing for that film. We were close friends for a while. And I remember just like, you know, he'd sit up all night with his pile of, you know, books on, on the Third Reich, you know, kind of, you know, he had a you know a well worn copy copy of Mein Kampf. It was a little bit uncomfortable, really. <laughs> really took the part quite seriously. Spent hours in conversation with the director on on the phone, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, and a bit of a sad end, I'll have to say. Yeah, uh, it was very it was awful. Yeah, very awful. But um, and of course uh, that was the making of uh, several people's careers, of course. Mm. Yeah. Of course, I think Dan Wiley was there as well. Yeah. Of course, Russell. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Our mate. Anyway, uh, so uh, you've moved on and uh, you've been in some pretty interesting Australian films, including Love and Other Catastrophes. Yeah, I think that's probably my one of my favourites, I think, just because it was um, just the way it all came together, you know, a group of people just getting together and they, they wrote it really quickly and they shot it, we shot it super quickly for... So I think the budget was something like twenty thousand dollars, you know, and um, and it just kind of took off. We travelled around the world to a bunch of great festivals, and and it really did a lot of good for a lot of people. That was a lot of fun. And uh, and also Muriel's wedding. So uh, you uh, must have um, become addicted to acting because of such great successes early on. 
Well, it's a, it's a strange thing because it's it was kind of a decision I made when I was very young that I wanted to be an actor. I kind of knew, I think even if, you know, when I was probably grade five or six, I think really. Um, and it's, and it's very odd that, you know, this child kind of makes the decision for, <laughs> for what you will be doing for the rest of your adult life. But, you know, I think I've, I've had a lot of luck, a lot of good fortune with it. And, um, and it's still something that I, you know, that I'm kind of, you know, obsessed with. So, what is it? What so, is it about it? What was it when you were uh, five, in grade five, that made you understand the power of acting? Because I know that a lot of people who have nothing to do with actors think that it must be easy, but actually, when you see a real actor acting, it's incredibly inspiring. I find. Well, it's really difficult. <laughs> yeah, it I is. mean, I still, I just feel every job is another opportunity to try and get it right. You know, um, and I think. You know, there's there's various approaches and various schools of thought on, on you know the best approach to 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 the craft. But it is a craft, and it's something that you really have to work at. And, and it just depends on what type of performance that you're going for as well. I mean, there's so many variables, and there's so many kind of 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 um, so many challenges involved in in trying to kind of truthfully portray a real human being under imaginary circumstances. And um, and that does kind of get, you know, become addictive, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I guess it um, would. But uh, I'm not really sure why, if I could actually pinpoint any one reason. How did you prepare yourself for the, your part in touch? Um, well, I think it's just, it, you know, it's the usual approach, I think. I just try and, try and um, you know, go through the script and, and, and try and isolate what it is that the character you know, once really, and then try and figure out the best way in each scene of achieving that, that want, you know. Um, I think that that's what drives, you know, most characters is that kind of agency. You have to invest in them a sense of agency, a sense of kind of, you know, what, what you know, some people call motivation um, and just kind of discover ways in each scene of, of achieving their goals. Now, it's now, a kind of a practical approach, really. Yeah, what attracted yeah. you to the part? Um, well, it was one of those scripts where I, you know, you, I read it in, in one sitting and I wanted from the outset, it gripped me from the outset and I just wanted to know what was going to happen next. Um, uh, and uh, And that's quite rare. You know, often, you know, you kind of, you know, it's very difficult to write something that was as economically um, as economical as, as as Christopher did, and that uh, really kind of holds its grip on you for for 80 pages. And um, and it was quite exciting when I put it down. I thought that's a great script. <laughs> Really yeah, like yeah. To meet the director. Yeah, yeah. You, you can tell. I do a bit of uh, script reading, and you can tell when. I mean, there's lots of scripts that are can be quite well, you know, tidy and predictable, mm. and then there are ones that are not very well written. But then there are the select few that do exactly what you just said, and you must have a lot of experience at reading some of these things. Yeah. Well, the more you read, the more you understand how difficult it is to write you know, a good screenplay, especially within the confines of, of you know, the three-act structure, what everyone's become 
you know, to expect from it from a, you know, an hour and a half feature film. Um, and so it, it, it is rare to actually read something and and find that you know it's well written, you know, and, and, it, and it holds your attention for the whole time. Now, also, uh, a lot of Australian films of late, uh, people have been trying to uh, succeed in different genres. And there's been quite a successful amount of uh, cheerful zombie movies lately Mm -hmm. and a few horror movies. But Mm -hmm. this one is a mystery thriller, and I love a good thriller. So obviously Touch really does fulfil this function in its uh, construction. Yeah, well, I think that it has from the from 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 the outside. It it, it certainly kind of fits the you know the, the mystery thriller genre. Um, but I think that there's Christopher Butler a real kind of, for lack of a better term, and a real art house sensibility to it. And 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 kind of, I mean, there is you know there there are some things that happen towards the end of of the film that really subvert the genre and, and kind of flip it on its head. And um, and that was really exciting to read, to see that it wasn't it wasn't just like, you know, plot point, plot point, plot point, that there was there was a lot of other stuff that goes on in the film. And and also once you finish it you really kind of I really had to start again from page one and just go, Hold on, what what just happened? you know? <laughs> so it was kind of it's, a, it's more of a kind of there's like a puzzle box quality to it, which I think a lot of a lot of the really great um, low budget cinema, you know, they, they really has to be either either something very personal, you know, usually it's something very personal, very kind of you know about relationships and, and very honest and truthful, or there's a kind of puzzle box quality to to them, like films like you know following Christopher Nolan's early film first film or. Or moment, you know, just kind of things like that. Or Pi, Aronofsky's earliest film, which you know, are made for nothing. And this had a bit of both to it, which which was which is really very rare. So now, um, now Christopher Horton, who is um, the writer director, what what was it like uh, working with him? Well, he's great. I mean, he's very kind of low key, and he just kind of allows you know everything to unfold. And and he's got a he's got a He's got a great eye. He's got a photographer's eyes. He's, he's, you know, he's a, um, a wonderful photographer. So everything, you know, looks really well. But even though we had like a tiny crew, but he's very, you know, he's very considerate and very gentle, and just kind of allows things to to occur. And um, and it was a, you know, it was a really enjoyable set to work on. So when you say a tiny crew, I mean you have actually worked on some pretty um, big uh, productions. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, even you know with um, Channel Four telly movies, Shackleton, and mm-hmm. other types of things of this nature. So when, when you say a tiny uh, crew, what are you talking about? Well, there was you know on any given day there would probably be you know not not including the actors, there would be like a director. Um, we had two people on the camera department, <laughs> which is crazy, mm. um, and you know. Uh, to sound, you know, sound and a boom swinger. Yep. It's probably, you know, it's probably no maybe more than a dozen grip, people on set uh, in the, any given the day. The truck, the truck, and uh, maybe a bit of catering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had costume and makeup, but I mean, everyone was doing a whole lot of very, you know, a whole lot of stuff. I mean, it was tiny. It was like twelve people, you mm. know. Um, 
And uh, I, I mean, personally, I, I don't mind that at all as long as they feed me well, and they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How but, long was um, the shoot? The shoot was, well, I was there for two weeks because I was, it was kind of crossed over with, uh, I was actually working on Rake, so that kind of, they began before I was, I think the shoot was, you know, I think it was only like five weeks in total, or maybe even less. Mm. But it, I mean, it was very fast, and it was a tiny crew, but look, that's the way that um, cinema in particular is, is going to go. I think that they're, you know, the kind of, mid-range kind of art house cinema that Australia has kind of traditionally made, particularly through the 90s, has kind of died, it's dying away, particularly internationally and, and, and in Australia. And I think there's kind of like, you know, there's this really small budget stuff and then there's kind of super high end and then there's kind of TV is kind of taking over that, that middle ground, I think, now. So, you know, probably more of that, not less, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're probably correct. Uh, the the um, work that you were doing on Rake, which is a TV program uh, as opposed to working on a feature, what's the? Uh, is there anything that you uh, find more alluring about making a feature over a TV well, drama? Well, it, it used to be more prestigious. I, I don't think that it, it is so much anymore, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, there's some great writers and directors and everyone working in television now, so, you know, the work's really good. You you, you have an open-ended kind of quality to, to working in television. It's more about, it's kind of like an eternal middle act, not so much a kind of, you know, beginning, middle end type of thing that you're working in. Um, but personally, it's not the medium or the kind of format that excites me. It's It's really just the writing. Yeah, right. you know, it's the writing and it's the ideas behind it, and it's the kind of, you know, the kind of that kind of stuff that excites me. Now, Touch uh, opened uh, at uh, debuted at uh, the Sydney uh, Film Festival in two thousand and fourteen. What yeah. was the reaction to the film there? Well, it was great. You know, it was really good. I think I think a lot of people. I mean, it's kind of one of those films. The less you know about it, the the better. And uh, yeah, it had some really fantastic. Reactions, especially from women, I think, have really responded strongly to uh, Liana's character and to her story. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was it was really good. I mean, I it was the first time I'd seen it as well, and I was just um, I was uh, I was elated with how well it had turned out. Right. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be opening in uh, Melbourne very shortly. So I guess uh, we should recommend people go and see it. I think you should. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for uh, giving me some time. No problem. Good on you. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.